Let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. If you're joining us live or another time, we're just so grateful that you're here. This episode has been on my calendar, circled in big red pen for so long, and I'm so pumped up about it because we have Kaylee Switzer here, as well as Joe DeForest here. Uh, these people, yeah, give it up for them, everybody. There you go. We give them applause. These two individuals wow. have really just um, shown me what a different love for the Lord looks like in a way that has just been uh, on them. It's been present from every encounter that we've had. It's just been so special. And not only are they here for us to have a great conversation about Jesus and Holy Spirit and God and just what life is going on like right now in the kingdom of God, but they've also been blessed. They're blessing us by coming onto this show and giving us giving us a worship performance to pop off our conversation in a way you've never heard before on the I Like Birds podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for them and let's get into it. So honored to be here. Um, let's pray before we start. Jesus, we just want to say how much we love you and we honor you. We bless you. We glorify you. We magnify you. You are our one thing. You're the main yeah. thing. And we put you first here tonight. And you're so worthy of every drop of worship that we could <laughs> ever bring. You are the breath in our lungs. And we are just here with thankful hearts and we just want to sing your praises and just adore you and pour out our affection, our devotion, um, because you're just so worthy. You never change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we will forever lay down our lives to glorify you. So we love you. We don't just make room for you here at I Like Birds, but we... <laughs> give you the entire yeah. room. So come do what you want to do here tonight in Jesus name. Amen. 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 If you know it, come sing it with us tonight. So let it rise high. 
Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control I want more of you, God I want more of you, God Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control I want more of you, God soul that I can't contain, that I can't control, and I want more of you, God. Come on, one more time, sing it out, sing it out. presence is here. Lord, as our lives are the altar, Lord, we lay our lives down. Come and consume us like a fire. It stops being worship when we get off the altar. So would you just consume, Lord? We want more. We want more.
Joe, everybody. <laughs> I could do that all day. I know, right? I was like, should we even do the pod? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, once we get started, Kaylee's not going to want to hop out of that. That was crazy. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. I'm for... not on the floor. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> right? Thank I've you. seen her stuck to the floor, so wow. this is good. Worship big. And we talked about you one time on um, this podcast when we had Kenneth Cleary on about how just you... You don't worship in a way that's like a performance. You worship mm-hmm. in a way that's like a complete surrender yeah. to the Lord every single time. And I've never like been to a church where there's just one person on stage. And like the fact that you're able to do that with like for 20, no, 
Excuse me, not 20. <laughs> 20 saying, it's not 20, 20 yet. Bashful, more like 35 to 40 yeah. um, people or 40 minutes up there. Um, real quick, hey, am, am I sounding okay to you guys? I feel like I'm not. Mm-hmm. My, my volume yeah, isn't you great. good to me. Okay, cool. Thank you, Taylor. I feel better. There you go. That sounds a lot better. But yeah, you're in there for like 40 minutes yeah. by yourself, solo dolo. Solo dolo, baby. <laughs> solo dolo, just not like at the end of the stage, like look at me, but look at the Lord. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful and that's so special. And it just shows that like you have that anointing on you from the Lord to glorify him and that totally. alone, you know? So thank you for coming on the show and thank doing you. this. Joe, thank you for being here and just y'all, y'all synergy together. Thank you. Is, uh, y'all, y'all represent the body of Christ in mm. that way. So I love that. Uh, thank y'all so much for being here. Um, so yeah, one more introduction. We got Kaylee Switzer here, worship leader at Thread. We have my man Joe Switzer here. So glad to be here. Absolutely so honored to be on I Like Birds podcast. Probably the best, the only podcast I've ever been involved in. Thank you so much for having me, Zach Ripley. I mean, Rippy. I mean, whatever your name is. Sorry, guys. To clarify, your last name is not Switzer. Yeah, did I say Switzer? you did. You did. Oh, sorry, that's it. Kaylee Switzer and Joe Switzer. Yeah. Unless the audience is not in on something wow. that we know. Wow. So. But maybe that's a prophetic word or something. No. Okay. <laughs> Love you, Joe. Yeah. I L Y. You know. All right. We're here. Joe DeForest. I'm sorry. I got so excited because I knew what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew he was going to pull it out of the bag uh, soon enough. So I love it because my friends at home. They're tired of it. You yeah, know? Of so this is just for the other people. So. <laughs> they have no idea that you do this. <laughs> yeah. No one else, but my friends are like, man, I'm over that. What's so, the other one that you do pretty well? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I brought up Alex Jones earlier. <laughs> I'm based in Red Pilled. <laughs> but Donald always finds his way back in. Donald yeah. is the uh, number one. Yeah, of course. Number one I was good hoping boy. this would happen. And it really? It's what, really happening. What do you mean? This exact moment? This. Yes. Yeah, of Joe? <laughs> <laughs> of Joe letting the people know he's been uh, a theater kid for 10 years? I, I, dude, no. It's been, look, I'm 28. <laughs> theater kid. 25 of those, 25? you know, oh my goodness. <laughs> when you're, when you're a pastor's kid, you know, you're in all the productions. So yeah. you are, yeah, it's true. Did you play Jesus once or like, who, what, uh, what is your biggest role? Biggest role? Devil. Really? <laughs> Saying you went there, huh? I did. You accepted the role? <laughs> what the, <laughs> did he just say that you accepted the role? I did. What? Of course. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I did play Jesus once <clears throat> and, uh, but I, I, th- I it's just an unsaid thing. It's it's fun to play the devil sometimes. Right. Really? Oh gosh. Here we go. Dad, I don't mean that. It's just when you're performing, you know, you're you're, you're getting in character. Embodying a character. Were you, you Lucifer know? or were you Satan? There's a difference. <laughs> I was the adversary. So the Satan would be the, the Hebrew um <clears throat> root word there. So all right, before we lose all our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. Uh, Kaylee, wow. So tell me a little bit about your story to getting your yourself on that stage and how the Lord took you from where you were to where you are now in a matter of, you know, getting the gift. I know it's a, it's a bit, very big question, but I'd, I'd love to hear it. And let's make sure the mic is like, you know, right there center so we can hear it from you nice and nice and loud as yes. far as what your journey was like to that worship stage. I'm often soft spoken. So the mic was a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could talk about the Lord forever, but I'll try and narrow it down at least. But I think I have to, I don't think, but I know I definitely have to give a lot of the credit to my parents because I can speak on behalf of 
me and my, my older sister, Carly, like we were so blessed. We grew up with godly parents in a godly home. We were pretty much more at the church than we were at home. Church was more home to us, but, um, you know, they taught us the importance of having our own relationship Mm -hmm. with Jesus and praying without ceasing, praying in every situation, not being anxious, but just praying and giving it to God and having faith in God, walking by faith and not by sight. So I owe so much to them, but I think if we can get practical for a minute, I mean, musically, I came from a very musical family on both sides and um, like my mom, she probably won't admit it. Hi, mom. But she, she, she hey, mom, <laughs> like, if you're here, drop a comment. Yeah. <laughs> but drop a she like. probably wouldn't be, you know, like super public about, you know, how she sings. She has a beautiful voice. And so does my sister. She has a gorgeous voice. Um, and my dad, I think I got most of it from him because he's super musical. He's like, I call him my musical genius prodigy man. He's so cool. <laughs> um, but he led worship for the majority of his life. And, um, even just starting, uh, the church 25 years ago in Round Rock, I mean, he was preaching and he was leading worship and wow. they, Jeez. they were so encouraging when I was younger. Cause I remember super young, three or three or four years old, I would sit in the bathroom for hours because you know, the bathroom had good acoustics, Amazing. right? Yeah, it does. Amazing. I, acoustics. I know, yeah, right. Yeah. I would just be in there for hours singing. I didn't have a wide vocabulary, but I would just make up words and make up melodies and sing all the time. It was all I ever did. And it's all I've really ever known, but more so on the spiritual side of things, which is really important. Um, I don't think worship became truly real to me until, um, I heard the gospel for the millionth time, but it was spoken in such a way as a 13 year old that made me fully realize, oh my gosh, the gospels for me too. Like I'm a sinner that needed saving literally because I was like, I don't need it. It's fine. But I was a sinner who needed saving. I, I, I needed the Lord. He paid the price for me. And I think that was like my first true genuine encounter with the Lord where I just had that full realization and just, you know, decided I really truly wanted to devote the rest of my life to the Lord. And then, you know, long story short, I think as I got older, I really thought somehow that my ways, even though I love the Lord, my ways and my plans were better than his. And, um, that was really horrible time in my life and living without the Lord and having to hit rock bottom. I think when I hit rock bottom, suffering the consequences of my sins and, and, you know, following my ways and my plans, it took rock bottom to fully truly realize that Jesus is what absolutely satisfies my soul and my deepest desires, my, my, my longings, my dreams, and also just everything that I need. It's Jesus. And so now my worship has never been more 
Um, I, I just want to use the word pure and authentic because it's not just me worshiping, trying to get things from him or worshiping him because I'm, you know, he saved me, but now I literally know he's holy. He's worthy. Yeah. I worship him for who he is now. And, um, my God, I pray, you know, I'm not saying all worship leaders, but worship leaders, we have got to get back to the heart of worship. Yeah. Mm. My God, we need to get back to the heart of worship because yeah. it's about him. Yeah. It's yeah. about him. Mm. Literally, it's what we talk about in church all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's not about us. If we even thought for a second that it was about us, we've got it all wrong. Sure. All wrong. Yeah. It's about him. The glory belongs to him. The church is about him. Worship is about him. He deserves all the glory. Amen. What does the rock bottom moment look like to where it makes you trans- <laughs> transition from, from there? Like, how did you see that Jesus was there during the rock bottom to pull you out of it, to get into the place where you are now, where you're seeing that you should have been worshiping and, yeah. and purely, purely giving him the glory all along and giving, giving him authority over the decisions of your life that you're making? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think it was just me giving up because I tried everything. Mm. Honest to God, tried everything. And I, and I just, you just come to the, the revelation that, oh, Jesus has been here all along. No wonder what my parents have been trying to teach me all these years. Yes. He is the way, the truth and the life. He is your source of joy. He's Mm. everything. And I think I just... I realized I had to give up because there's nothing else. Got to surrender it. Yeah, I got to surrender. I wave my white flag. It's interesting. Y'all's story is very similar. Your father as well. You even spoke this to me um, when we grabbed dinner at the beloved Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) The most glorious (laughs) Outback bread in the entire universe. Welcome to the Bloomin' Onion podcast, (laughs) dude. I would love to have a podcast like that. That would be so entertaining. Just review different people's Bloomin' Onions from around the world. Wow, man, that would be great but anyway there (laughs) there you told me that your father was like the um Mm -hmm. like gold standard of what a a man of god looks like and absolutely so you growing up in that you know household yeah uh, were you in a similar path where you kind of like went off your own way and then came back a thousand percent i i don't know if it picked up, but I was laughing while Kayla was talking. Because it looked like you were, yeah, yeah story. Not because I think she's, I mean, she is funny, but I wasn't laughing at her. I I was laughing because it's almost verbatim my story, too. Uh, pastor's kid. Dad's not a worship pastor, but he planted the church that they're still at now. We actually just celebrated 25 years this past Sunday. Congratulations, you two. That's incredible. Uh, so it was really cool to see that legacy uh, this past week. But yeah, um pastor's kid, uh, grew up in the church for forever. Um, you be, end up getting voluntold, you know, for a lot of things, you know, <laughs> voluntold. You, yeah, you I know, like you, that. You, know, was, you get to, is that a word? Cause you, I'm stealing it. Yeah. I think I, I definitely didn't make it up. So, but I, I'll take it. Um, but you get voluntold for things, but it, it was never like yanking teeth for us. It was just kind of like, this is how life is, yeah. you know? So you're just involved in everything. Mm. Um, but I, the, the thing that really struck me, Kaylee, is that I was 14 or 15 when the gospel became super personal. Um, it went from being a fairy tale uh, that like Jesus loved this like big blob of humanity. Uh, like it was like for me personally. And mm-hmm. so like I remember realizing the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, the blood that was spilt was for me. 
I remember realizing like the, the, the nails in his hands and his feet and the crown of thorns on his head and the, the piercing on his side was for me. And that was just revolutionary because my parents, I mean, my whole life have told me, Hey, Jesus loves you, you know, and, and really poured that in, but it takes the Holy spirit to soften your heart, to open your eyes, to recognize, Oh, this is very, very personal. The cross is very, very personal. I remember the night I got saved, actually, uh, a speaker named, um, Kyle Embry, Kyle, I love you. I hope you're watching this. Send it to him, bro. I will. <laughs> he knows I love him. Uh, but he was the, uh, he was the head, I think of youth ministry of the entire symbols of God in North Texas. And at the time he wasn't though, he was just preaching at our camp and he was preaching about the love of God mm. and just something he said, I don't know why it clicked, but it did. And I also heard uh, that's the song that night, um, How He Loves Us for the first time. Oh, dude. I had never heard that song. No way. And so I remember hearing that song and being like, Wah! you know, like yeah, that just blown away, you know, and we won't talk about the the sloppy wet versus <laughs> unforeseen controversy. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I remember that being a very significant moment. And then, of course, after that, you know, I, I felt like the Lord had laid a lot of my heart. Um, mm. but of course, as a teenager does, you know, you, you walk through your own things, you walk away. I, I don't think I ever like walked away, but definitely was stubborn enough to tiptoe in the world. To, a yeah, bit, yeah. 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 For sure. And just, uh, kind of just negate my responsibilities as a Christian, you know, just mm. kind of be lazy and all that. So yeah, for sure. Wow. I just, that's why I was laughing so hard though. Cause it's like, it's so similar. It's so similar. I love that. And something that like, I love hearing that story because I'm a father now mm. that, you know, has a, you know, um, ministry and a book, you know, I'm not a pastor mm-hmm. of a church yet, but it's something that I'm like kind of weary about and like try to look out for, like, how do I get to the place where I'm not letting this happen to my child yeah. to where, is there something that you feel like, um, and obviously you have parents maybe watching, you know, we got mom there. Hi, Kim. We love you as well. Hey. Uh, there she, yeah. Stop Aww. it. Yeah. How mom. cute. Love yeah. you. I love you too. She commented, we love you, Kaylee, and are so proud of you. Aww. That's so sweet. Literally blushing and I'm really actually trying not to cry right now. <laughs> it didn't so take cool. much for you though. Let's be it honest. It does <laughs> it. It does it. Well, hopefully this question doesn't, you know, make her log out. But like, what is something that, <laughs> <laughs> what is something that like, your parents, is it something that your parents did or didn't do that mm. kind of you feel like would have equipped you to stay with the Lord and not tiptoe into the world or hit that rock bottom moment? Mm. Like, what is the thing that as a father that I should be looking out for yeah. or being mindful about when it comes to stewarding my child's relationship with the Lord? Even though I know they have to have their own relationship, how can I cultivate that with who I am as a father to them? I don't blame my parents for protecting me from things because I know they were only trying to do what they thought was best. And obviously they kept us on the right path, the God path. And they literally would pray over us every single day and literally fill us up with the word of the Lord every day. So I don't, I don't blame them for you know, how they raised us because I know that they raised us on a good path. But I think for me, and I mean, my mom can comment about this too. I was a very rebellious child. I know a lot of it was just because I was a child. I was 
in my young ages of life, but I also was a very, very stubborn individual and <laughs> i never would have guessed right yeah i know i really wouldn't have guessed though personally <laughs> no though, you it's know? really jesus yeah. honestly no but really i think when i got older i was like man this is what i've been missing because sin is fun for a moment for sure for a moment it yeah, is for, sure. for a moment and then it's not a short term yeah, very sure. short term it's and fun then when you feel like you're choosing it but then when it becomes <laughs> your cage you know, that's when it's <laughs> yeah. not fun. Seriously. Yeah, right. when it becomes a part of your character. Yeah, yeah, right. for real. Because yeah. it's like, there's nothing more... I'm sorry, I don't want to... No, go ahead. No, there's, nothing, there's nothing more um, imprisoning than complete and total freedom, quote unquote. Mm. Uh, I think John Tyson says something like that. Yeah, like, there's nothing uh, that puts you in a cage more than, quote unquote, complete and total freedom. Meaning, you think you're free to sin and do what you want. But then all of a sudden you find yourself in a prison because now you have no choice but to sin. Mm -hmm. So mm. totally, yeah. totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah that's a good. That's but good like word right my there. nephew, who I love him so much, he's so cute, and I am and prayed even before he was born, like because there there were there were moments where I was like. Ooh, do I really want him to be here? Right? Do I really want him to come into the world, this crazy world right now? Mm. But they were born for such a time as this. Your That's children good. were born for such a time so as good. this. And so I think my encouragement to you is don't stop praying for your children. So Literally, good. no joke. My dad, okay, they would pray for us in the morning. My mom would hug me like, you know, have a good day at school. She'd write little encouraging notes in my lunchbox, scriptures, like, you're so beautiful. Like, she did a great job. And then my dad would drive me to school, and he literally, I won't cry. He would, <laughs> he would, I'd be in the passenger seat. We'd be driving up to get dropped off, and he would say, you know, oh, you know, Lord, just keep her safe. Keep mm. your angels around her. Let her have a good day today. Um, just let her know, you know, who she is in you, that she's a child of God. I mean, just the constant, this is life. Like you yeah. speaking life into your children uh, will not go to waste. They will remember those moments. And mm. so that would be my Living encouraging. Right Don't there. stop. Yes. 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 So Living good. Testament right here. Yes. That's amazing. Don't stop. That's so real. Yeah, and clearly like your character now is a reflection of your upbringing. Yep. And that's powerful because that's, yeah, that is very encouraging to making sure that I'm, you know, make, I'm praying over them. I'm covering them in prayer and then they yeah. know the word of God. They're hearing the word of God and they're seeing me live out the word of God, you know, and yeah. that's something that I've had to really like, you know, um, build myself up to. I had, um, my son Noah when I was 19. So there was a lot of like the first, you know, he's 10 now. So maybe the first like, wow, nine years. You know, <laughs> been, so like till now, yeah, yeah. Like now, there's been just definitely like some mistakes where I'm like, man, I just, I wish I handled that differently or, or did differently in, the, in this regard. Or I wish I was like walking in, in the faith more around this, in the, yeah. around this subject matter. And like, but now it's like, I get a chance to do it again. I have a one-year-old and a, and a four-year-old. And I'm just like, man, it's like, I really want to get the, this right. It's, and my, my oldest son, he's like, he's great. He loves the Lord. He's like, you met Noah yeah, at, yeah. At, at the altar. Oh yeah, he's a, oh. He, he's, so a, he's a beautiful soul, and uh, he loves the Lord, and 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 God has truly, you know, put 
he he is God's, you know, he mm-hmm. is God is his father, you know, and it's just been so special to watch his faith grow because, you know, we've, we've had him in church and we've done the whole um, I've prayed over him and he's seen me like hands up, boohooing at the altar, worshiping yeah. like he's seen a lot of the good, mm-hmm. but he's also seen a lot of the the young days, you know, of like, yeah. you know, just not not living for God and living for the world, essentially, you know, so I want to make sure I'm able to provide the best I can for my kids when it comes to that so yeah. that they're able to have moments like this on a podcast one day or <laughs> yeah. they're able to like want to like listen to old episodes to hear what like I was going through or read my books to be, you know, I want them to have a good perception of Christ through what I've done, you know, in life, you know, and yeah. who I am as a man. So that's very important to me. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that God presents himself as a father. Uh, because that directly correlates into real life. That's right. Um, God presents himself as a father, so your son will look to you as he looks to to the Heavenly Father. That's um, so good. Not that you are God, but you are a representation of him to your son. I think for me as well, in regards to my parents, again, it makes sense why we're friends, Kaylee, <laughs> because my parents are just so similar, man, like, both of them. My mom is like a prayer warrior mother yeah. and she's wild. Y'all think I'm wild? <laughs> we get my mother on here. It's never ending. It's going to... She got Hillary Clinton impressions? <laughs> <laughs> she could. Tr- she would really give it her best. She would give it a college try, no doubt. Um, but uh, I mean, very similar. Even in the morning, they would do a devotion with us every single day. It's oh, Saturdays. I hated it on Saturdays for sure because I wanted to sleep in. I'm being honest here. Yeah, yeah I love it. <laughs> And uh, so we had that on Saturdays, but my dad was always so faithful to pray for us. And he always pled the blood of Jesus over us, mm. be the blood of Jesus over you. He always, and he was always, I would say too, just from a practical standpoint as well, like, yes, continue to pray, continue to read the word with your kids, but also just, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. It's, it really is the little things like with my dad and with my mom. But especially with a with a fatherly figure, with a man, I feel like something that's so um, often ignored in the culture is uh, affection between a father and a son. Mm. Um, there are so many boys that are men, but they're now they're still boys because they didn't they didn't get the affection they needed from their dad. And so my dad, it didn't matter where we were, kissed me on the cheek. He always told me he loved me. And not that you have to kiss your kid on the cheek or whatever, but that meant so much to me. And it like, he didn't care if it embarrassed me. He wanted me to know that he loved me. And so that also, again, it just all reflects back to the heavenly father because it sets a precedence. This is how the heavenly father is towards you. This is how he perceives you. He wants to hug you. He wants to kiss you. He wants to be with you. And, uh, and so, yeah, those are just some like, practical things again i'm not a father so i don't know this could all change in a few years when i get married and have kids or whatever you're just not gonna kiss your kids (laughs) just not hey future son i ain't kissing you it changed once i got married (laughs) i I looked into this camera i ain't kissing you (laughs) no i will definitely i'll definitely kiss my son that's so sweet yeah and you're so right about that affection thing and even me it kind of convicted me a little bit and i'm I'm like because i've been no seriously i've been I, I, I don't, and my dad was like affectionate with me in ways, but I also, I don't know what happened, but for some reason I grew up in, I, I didn't grow up. I grew up like this where I'm like, kind of like tough on my kids, my boys. Sure. I'm very yeah. like, 
I'm very like don't don't show emotion. Honestly, it's just because I, I don't do well handling their emotion. Still, mm. you know, I'm like not very good at that. So when they have an emotion, it kind of makes me feel an emotion. I'm like, I can't feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. So you don't feel that way. Wow. You know, so and that's that's not good. That's not sure. healthy. You know, I'm working on it. But at the same time, though, it's like. I also maybe need to show more affection. <laughs> it's funny though. My four-year-old, he's like, don't touch me. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And then my one, one, my 18-month-old, Zeke, he's completely like, I want to hang out and be held all day. You know, yeah, like, yeah. let me cuddle up. So They all have different level yeah, ages. Yeah, exactly. So it's cool to witness that as a father, especially having yeah. three boys. But I do see what you're saying about like boys needing that affection too. Like, and then also, time. but also though, like just seeing a, like a healthy marriage, like that, yeah. that has like really... I know it may not always seem like that affects your view of God or your view of your faith, but it really does. Dude, a healthy, a healthy home, marriage, bro. a healthy, a healthy mo- uh, father and mother that love each other. And also, again, even like coming to my mom, like she was always the biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always. She literally would make up chants wow. <laughs> when I would play soccer and she would like spell my name out and stuff. And again, like as a kid, you're embarrassed, but like it's so sweet and it's so, so pure. It's just this radical other giving other focus pure love and so yeah but like even with my parents relationship like seeing them be affectionate toward each other they didn't raise their voice around us like mm-hmm. at each other when there was disagreements it was never in front of something y'all. that they yeah. took up in front of us and and if it was it was something that was very done uh, in a healthy way yeah, yeah yeah it was never like conflict resolution yeah yeah it wasn't angry yeah. or or hate-filled or malicious it was always just uh there's a miscommunication here we'll talk about it either in a civil way in front of the kids or we're not going to talk about it right now at all yeah and so that's just another thing i think that really helped my perspective absolutely you got some i just wanted to say no one's perfect and no you know i love my parents but they're not perfect no and you know one day if you know I'm going to get married and have children. I'm not going to be perfect in any way, but I think the special part is just getting to learn what it's like to be a spouse and a parent, just following the lead of the Holy Spirit because Mm -hmm. he's your friend. He's closer than a brother. He's a comforter. He's the one person you can go to, to ask for things. And he's there in those moments um, and helps you handle, handle those moments. And it's not too late to start now if you mm-hmm. haven't or feel like you haven't been doing your best as a parent or even just spiritually leading uh, as a parent, it's not too late right. to start right now. So right. yeah, I just felt Amen. like I needed to put that out there. No one's. I love that. Perfect. No, that's so good. Um, let's um, I wanted to show you guys this clip of uh, we, we had some beautiful music tonight and um, we're going to start doing this new thing on the podcast called Putting On For Jesus. Because I've been, um, for the last three years, I've been vocally, I've had a few episodes, I think part one, part two, and part three of, of one title called Putting On For Jesus. Because I believe in the in that that title so much because um, I believe it's important. I feel like once you're, I don't know if it's once you're saved or once you're obedient to the Holy Spirit, it's like we're we're called to, to glorify him. And what does that look like for everybody? Yeah. It's different for everybody. It's not always a podcast or a book for sure. or social media content It's different for everybody, you know, with worship, with 
pastoring with serving it's, it looks different for everybody but i like to see and find like unique individuals who are doing that and give them a little you know shine and whatnot so i found this dude on instagram actually he found me he started liking my content oh nice on uh, my clips and i you know i just clicked on his page and i was like man this dude is talented and he's putting <laughs> on for jesus let's go so let's go. taylor let's pull up chase uh chase's instagram real quick i want to play this clip for y'all so you can see just how talented this this dude is and uh, how much he's putting on for the lord might have missed it but he looked at the screen while doing it and i was just like he knew he killed he that part that. he knew he, he killed that. that part but yeah if you saw on his shirt he had a yeshua shirt yeah. he had a cross mm -hmm. and in the background which this is something i love it just says pray like in the mm -hmm. background something so simple that every single person that views his videos can see that and it just it, yeah. It, yeah. It, just, it plants a seed you know so he's using his gifts to glorify the lord and i just love that he even does like hashtag jesus christ and putting on for jesus and we're praying for him in this season so keep chasing your prayers mm, so go cool. follow him at chase guitars 365 and um check him out and just see what else uh, he's got going on and he has a beautiful guitar you saw that yeah. last paul i like, was looking at both of them the one in the background and the one he had yeah so it's an awesome setup so so uh, cool he's at like nineteen thousand and eight eight hundred followers so maybe Dang. If, if this show uh pops off we can get him a couple more hundred hey, let's go and whatnot. Chase, come on the pod, yeah, baby. Right. Come on the pod, Chase. <laughs> um, Chase, I, I think what's really cool about like seeing something like that is <clears throat> like that is not music I play or really listen to. Yeah. You know? Same. But it's cool that the Lord, you know, he has a heart for every artist. He has a heart for every type of creative, and he'll use it. And he so that's it. just like the coolest thing. So cool. You're natural, Chase. Yeah. Natural Chase. Killed it, buddy. Yeah. I love it, guys. Well, thanks for watching that with me. That was so super cool. And then, um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit more about you know your 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 worshiping because together y'all were worshiping at Thread, and yeah. since then uh, that's our that's the church me and Kaylee go to, and Joe was a, was a a part of it for the launch and was there for a little while, and then you know felt called to go back to uh, what's the church you went uh, back to New River Fellowship in Hudson Oaks, okay. uh, Weatherford area. Yeah, how's how's it going over there, dude? It it is so beautiful yeah seriously good um not because i hated my time at thread <laughs> i loved my time at thread i loved getting to be a part of something that challenged me so deeply mm -hmm. um uh, but it, it's been so great because uh it's home hey. at the end of the day it it's home for me I love and that. so I'm, I'm living with a lot of friends 
and nice, I'm just surrounded dude. by community. And so, mm-hmm. um, it's, yeah, it's just been so wonderful to be back, uh, there and, um, just to be a part and, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll Good. talk more about it. But yeah, that's amazing. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And, and, you know, it's been cool because it's, since you've, um, gone back, back to your, um, to your spot, it's been cool to just be able to like, cause I was just thinking about a pre-show of just seeing like how far like thread has come even since then, yeah. you know, and it's just like been wild to see like, uh, Catherine, my wife actually just got, um, put on staff there. Oh, as, uh, wow. The, yeah, the, she did. The, nur- the nursery director. Let's you, go. About that? Let's go. you see her on Wednesdays and stuff now? I did see her last yeah. Wednesday. Okay, yes. Yeah, and so it was so that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, she's yeah, excited about her. it. She really that's loves it. Well, thank you. Yeah, she's she's very um she's loving our church and she's loving connecting with the girls there, you know. Yeah. And it's cool. We were we went to like one of the early uh staff meetings one time when we had like pizza and I remember looking around like and at the staff meeting I was like, "Wow, everybody here's like our age and like we can like uh, really grow here yeah. and like yeah. do life here and like have kids here and like their kids can be friends with each other. Like it's so mm-hmm. cool and it's so exciting and um being excited about a church is like something that we've been praying for for a while and the fact that like it's it tastes so much sweeter than i even imagined it would mm. you know of like having a place to call home and just you know connecting with brothers and sisters in christ yeah. and just you know enjoying just the, the changes and the and the growth and yeah. the evolving and you know yeah um, meeting new peeps and you know seeing peeps you know hey all right see you next time yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know it's been fun you know so uh has your role there kind of increased or what did you because uh, i know uh, alex shared with me that he like called you and said like come lead worship like how was all that <laughs> like about because you were somewhere else pr- previously to thread right mm-hmm. i was in illinois because i just knew i had to go for um however long it was going to be and moved up there, moved in with my grandma and she had, or she does have, um, some dementia and Alzheimer's. And so, um, I just, you know, stayed with her. She needed a roommate, but, um, while I was up there, um, I just knew that the season that I was in was coming to an end and I didn't know what the new one was going to look like. And, um, literally the day pastor Alex and Brenna called, I, you know, just said one thing to the Lord. I was like, look, I love you, but you're going to have to help me here because I was trying to find a job, another job at the time and all these things. So, um, and then pastor Alex and Brenna called and they were like, Hey, we're starting thread and we want you to come be a part. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that I had to go. And so I just pretty much dropped everything, you know, Mm. um, put my two weeks in at my job um, I left well at my last church, which I loved deeply. They're my other home and moved to Cleburne, <laughs> not knowing what my job was going to be, um, or where I was going to live. Literally, um, that night I got there, I was like, okay, I don't know, Lord, what you're going to do. And, uh, Pastor Brenna's grandma, uh, granny, I call her granny. I love you, granny. She let me stay in their spare room and the Lord's just provided so cool. everything, a great job, everything. So, yeah. so happy to be here and I'm right where I need to be. And I think the best part about this journey being at Thread is I'm, we're getting healthy. Mm. Um, we're getting, literally getting healthy in every area of our lives. And I've never enjoyed growing more. That's so cool. I love and that. being spiritually fathered and mothered and mentored into 
growing to be the best that we can be because yeah. the Lord deserves excellence and, and, um, growing is not a bad thing. Like I know that pastor Alex and Brenna care. I mean, Brenna reminds me all the time. She's like, know that we care, but they just want to help us grow. <laughs> they do. They yeah. really do. You need her on the podcast. Okay. Well, can I, mean, I Brenna, say that right now? now? Pastor okay. Brenna needs to be on the podcast. And so does Leah. Leah needs to share her story. So if you're watching, come on. I'm not, <laughs> this is not my podcast. <laughs> if you want this I to love come. that. Yeah. That we've, we've invited at least two people on our own. who are not a part of this podcast. <laughs> should, should you think they'd be uh, good to have them both on at the same time or individually? Yes. Same time. Okay. I, like, I got, think both like, either both, way yeah, would be great, but I think them together is awesome because they, 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 um, we all kind of hang out a lot and, um, Pastor Brenna is just so full of godly wisdom and character. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell that she's been with Jesus all day, every day. And Leah just, I won't tell her story obviously, cause that's hers to tell, but she has such an incredible story yeah. that so many people need to hear because mm -hmm. literally like I didn't walk through what she walked through, but oh my gosh, it, she heard her story is so encouraging of just having that, life altering encounter with the Lord, like Paul, you know? Hey. So she, yes, Leah, so beautiful. come if you're invited. <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely invited. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's amazing how many people you meet in, um, on, I don't know if it's just me, but I just feel like I've just meeting so many great people over this last, yeah. ever since I've been doing it in the studio, I feel like the Lord has been sending me people with like, um, with stories to tell and just people to have on that will, will shine bright for the Lord's glory, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, we're definitely, um, open and receptive to that. We're, that's the thing we don't like, um, we don't have like a, you got to meet this standard to come on the show. It's like, no, nah, it's like yeah. all spirit led. And it's, yeah. and, and I trust the people that we have on and that the people in our circles that would be able to uh, guide us into who, who uh, they think would be a great guest, you know? Yeah. So uh, definitely, awesome. I'll definitely connect with them on that. Uh, one condition though, Brenda's got to bring Silas. Hey, Sci <laughs> oh Guys First Pod. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Sci Guys First Pod. No, nah, she can get it. She can, um, Alex can watch him so she can <laughs> have, have, a, have, a, have a minute to share. Be you a know? dad, dude. Okay. Okay. Come on, sing. bro. He does sing. He does sing. He yeah. sure does. Yeah. Play some music. He'll start singing. That's amazing. Hey, today's his six month birthday. That, not today. Was it yesterday? I don't have social media. Was, I just saw it, it today. yesterday. Sorry, Cy. <laughs> Bad uncle. It's because you left. <laughs> All right. Are we roasting yet or what? Okay. Just relax. <laughs> Wait a second. That's too funny. But yeah, Kaylee. And um, so I made a joke pre-show. <laughs> I didn't even make a joke. I made a statement. Wait, what I, didn't, I didn't make a joke. It wasn't even a joke, but we laughed about it. That's so why I thought it was a joke. But I made a statement about headphones and it being like, make your ears look attractive, make your head look attractive. Then you, you know, did did the whole thing. Oh, I did. I you did. know, where you said, um, oh, I don't even know what you said. You said, I like, don't even you remember. said, but dumps or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and I, I, I shared on this show when, when Kenneth was here that you have a, um, uh, somebody shared it with me that you actually have a heart, your heart of hearing in one ear. Mm -hmm. and you're able to which i thought was so fascinating because you're able to sing the way you so do cool so tell me a little bit about that journey because i know that's probably been something that you had to live with and battle through in order to get to where you are now and and, and uh we um alex talked to me recently about um you know finding our insecurities and talking about them so i'm yeah. sure that that's something <laughs> that we can do live on air right yeah. now if you're oh, comfortable absolutely. with it absolutely yeah. Um, so long story short, and I promise I'll make it short because it's a long story, but I was born with 
hemifacial microsomia, and it wasn't anything. Can you spell that? Yeah, really easy word to say. So. <laughs> can we put that in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Go don't know if I can do that. But who I know, named right? that? Who na- I just want to know who named that. I don't that. know. That, that's a that's a that's not yeah. a nice person. <laughs> no, you're gonna tell Very a kid rude. you have that. Like, yeah, you have four this disease that you can't say. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Rude. But it's hemifacial microsomia, and it wasn't anything out of genetics or anything like that. But what they think, what doctors now think, is that when my mom was trying to get pregnant with me, she was taking this medication at the time, and it probably just something about the medication um, kind of hindered the process of my right ear forming. So it means that I was born without my right ear. So I just had literally an earlobe and that was it. So technically, if this makes any sense, I have everything inside. I have like an eardrum and I'm pretty sure I have an ear canal. Like I have everything that an ear needs inside. There's just not an opening. Mm. So when I was six, my parents decided it would be best to do um, a few ear reconstruction surgeries with a plastic surgeon in Houston. And I haven't seen him forever, but, um, he, we went through, um, a, a, what felt like a lot of surgeries, hmm. but, um, I, I don't know maybe the, the deep reason why maybe I think they just wanted me to be able to have something that looks like a normal ear because I really didn't have anything that looked normal on that side. And so, um, I now have something that looks like an ear. There's just no opening, but I'm so glad I'm on this podcast because I want it to be recorded that I still believe that the Lord could heal me right now. He could heal me tomorrow. He could heal me 15 years from now. I don't know. And I don't care, but I have full faith that he can. And even if he doesn't, he's still so good and so worthy. And it's not, it's something in my life that I really haven't worried about or prayed about or thought about for years, like since I was a teenager. Um, but recently I've had about four, uh, words already from people at thread who had no idea about my story. And they were like, the Lord wanted me to tell you he wants to heal, heal your ear. And I'm Whoa. like, and they're like, is there something wrong with your ear? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> if only I mean, you. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, insane. That reminded me of this story real quick in the, in the, in the book of John. Let's go yes. to the Bible real quick. Turn to your, Bi- to Bible. Turn to your Bibles to, to John, uh, John nine, you know, like if you got your Bibles, get it out with us. If you guys are in the live, Hey, if you're in the live real quick, drop a comment, let us know where you're listening from. And, uh, if you've enjoyed the show so far and whatever else you want to comment, just so we know, uh, who's here and who's not here. We see some, I think it says seven on the Facebook. We got about eight on the Insta Instagram. I'm sure we have some on the YouTube too. So. Go ahead and sh- uh, show some love. Which thank you for spending your night with us. I know it's a yeah. seven o'clock. I'm you could have been. You could have been. I know, right? Like with uh, the amount of stuff so cool. that's out there, the fact that people tune in live is like. It's probably my family and your family. It's so special. Too. Let's honestly. go, mom and dad. Yes. Yeah, but it's so special, Share it. you know. And and um, you know, sometimes I, I used to get discouraged by the numbers of like because it would be like a few people tune in to the live, but then I was like. Yeah, but we're live. Like, it's cool. Right. It's like, it's pe- cool. people could just scroll by and, like, yeah. they had no plans of watching. Next thing you know, they're here in worship, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. all right, let me read this John 9. Nobody commented yet, but th- they'll get around to it once, <laughs> the, once, once the dinner's ready. All right, so John 9, it says, As he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, 
that he was born blind. And it's funny you mentioned that your mom took the medication, right? So this is this is great that I that I just mentioned that. Neither this man nor his parents sinned. There we go. Jesus answered, This came about so that God's works might be displayed in him. Yep. We must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Yeah. And I love this because this this it's just this little chunk. It's just this little chunk, and then later on in the in the verse, he healed the man that was that was. Um, actually, I'm, I'm gonna share that part too. Let's just talk about <laughs> this part too because this part's good too. I got a little it's nugget so for that. I know. I love the word of God. It's so fun. I get so nerdy about it. But like the fact is that when he said, um, when he said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. This came about so that God's works might be displayed in him. And in my NLT, it says so that the glory of God can shine through him. So good. Which I'm like. Tony Evans, why didn't you put that? Oh, this one. Like, <laughs> why don't you say that one? Because I like that one. That verse better, but I'm glad I remembered it. But, and it's so true because like, think about it. That, that, that happened to you, you know, blind, you know, ear, whatever, whatever the case may be, you can insert anything. That's why I like when Paul says thorn of the flesh, because then you can kind of like insert your own thorn in the yeah. flesh. But for this, we'll, we'll insert that. But at the same time, it's like the glory of God is still shining through you with that. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that like you didn't, you were born without an ear and you're singing like that for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like he's Seriously. using that. It's wild. It's so wild and it's so good <laughs> and it's so true and it's so pure to scripture. And then I love this down here. So then they asked him in verse 10, they said, then they asked him, uh, then how were your eyes open? And he answered, the man called Jesus made mud and spread it on my eyes and told me, go to um, Salome and wash. So then when I went and washed, I received my sight. And I remember, um, you know, how Jesus healed the blind with a, with a, in a few different instances. But one okay. of my favorite times that he healed the blind was when... Um, he used spit like yeah. he I think I think he spit in the mud here, too. Uh, yeah, it says it right here. After he said these things, he spit on the ground, made some mud from the saliva and spread the mud on his eyes. And the thing that's interesting about that, it was uh, he used what the enemy meant for evil and used it for good. So mm-hmm. back in those times, if somebody was blind or like a leper, they would spit on them. Wow. Walking mm-hmm. by, that's you know, like crazy. Yeah, people yeah. people were so mean and they would spit on the blind guy. You know, like that's so terrible. I didn't like, even know that. It's so terrible. They, but Jesus used what like right. they used against him to heal him. And yeah. I just right. thought, I think that's just so beautiful because it just shows like the love of God and how like faithful he is to even during your suffering and through your pain, he will use that same thing to heal you. Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. What it, it's so interesting that everything in the kingdom of God is, is backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is a paradox. That's right. So the last shall be first. Uh, the, um, whenever, <laughs> sorry, are you looking at me over there? <laughs> no, no uh, Alex sorry. and Brenna commented that so they love sorry. us. Oh, <laughs> love you boy. I mean, guys, you're not both boys. Love you. Okay. Uh, you yeah. know, what's, hold on real quick. You know, what's funny what's when somebody it? has the same, <laughs> when somebody has the same social media, either somebody cheated or they're pastors. Wow. <laughs> that's the only two. <laughs> Bring it in the comedy. All I was really going to say is that everything Jesus does is totally opposite of what the culture is oh, saying. So dude. he uses shame to bring glory. That's just crazy. So like even the idea of dirt, even the idea of mud, it's literally dirty. Mm. And so the fact that he uses spit and dirt Ooh, to bring glory to the, to, to the father is just like right. the coolest. And the, they were probably like when they spit and they were probably, it's probably Pharisees, honestly, you know, like thinking that they were dirty, you know, and like For not sure. clean. So it's the fact that they, he used dirt too. And that, that yeah, way is that, interesting. You know? Yeah. There's so many ceremonial laws they had to obey um, that actually only the priests should have had to have obeyed. But then the Pharisees, they make everybody do it. 
And yeah. so, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I love that. I love like, um, like history that is like in between the lines of the scripture, like basically the hermeneutics of like yeah. during the times of how, uh, things were like how the culture was then and like applying it through a biblical lens is so cool. Cause it just shows how layered the word of God is, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's so cool. And I love that uh, you were able to share that. Did you have more to add to that as far as like your testimony to getting to the place of, you know, not, not letting that hinder you from worshiping the Lord with your voice? I'd have to say I'm very grateful because I didn't have to go through a lot of bullying in school um, a little bit, but honestly, it never really affected me. Because, and again, I will go back to it, I had really wonderful parents who literally encouraged me. Uh, This is no (laughs) joke. We would be at a Chinese restaurant. My mom would open the fortune cookie. And at the time we couldn't really, you know, like read. And she'd be like, oh, this is what it says. You're so beautiful. You're so kind. You're so precious. You're just, you're, uh, you're amazing, blah, blah, blah. But it goes back to just being encouraged and knowing who you are in the Lord. And I mean, obviously, you know, in middle school and high school, you have those awkward stages where you're like trying to figure out who you really oh are. And it's just weird. And everyone's wearing apostle, uh, apostle t-shirts <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. 3d but... glasses with the <laughs> eyes poked out. Yeah. Silly yeah. bands. Wow. Yeah. You're, that is so sweet that your mom did that. And like, wow. Like she just, a lot. that is so sweet. Yeah. Oh my God. But it just goes back to knowing who you are. Yeah, and even right. in like mm. today's world, I am so glad that I am a child of God and that I don't have to like make up my own truth or try and prove, you know, who I really think I am. Like I know who I am. Yeah. I come from a, a lineage of royalty. I am mm. a child of God and what he says about me stands. And so no matter because I've had people say some pretty nasty stuff and I held on to it for a really long time, but there's no need because they didn't create me. So they don't get to say things about me. Wow. So I'm the Lord's product. I love how you cool. said we have the lineage. Cause I was just talking to my buddy Olivier about this, how we have like the, the bloodline of David. Yeah. Yes, we do. And we have the bloodline of Abraham specifically yeah. instead of the bloodline of, um, Haggard's son. What's his mm-hmm. name? Remind me Haggard's son's name. The one that, um, is it isn't not no it's um I guess I'm not Christian enough. To I know, know my gosh, really it's, the, it's, the, it's the one that it's the one that Abraham had a baby with that was the maid, and it wasn't his wife. It wasn't oh, it, um, it wasn't Sarah. It was oh my Ish- goodness, Ishmael, Ishmael, Ishmael. Yeah, I knew that. So, I, I, I knew that. I knew that. I knew but that. but Paul and and I didn't fact check my friend obviously, but um, but he was telling me that uh, but that that Paul basically said that if that the people that aren't of God have the 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 lineage of Ishmael. That's wow. Right. Isn't that crazy? Mm. That's interesting. That's so interesting. Mm. And did you know that this is like the 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 Ishmael verse? Is it Jacob? Sarah's Sarah's son, right? The first son? Isaac. Isaac. Isaac, excuse me. Isaac and uh yeah, this is like Bible trivia over here. We're showing how much we don't know. <laughs> I knew Isaac, so <laughs> like I just want to put that out there. I knew Isaac. <laughs> just like a throw so, that out there. So Isaac and Ishmael, um, they're still fighting that war uh, over overseas in in Israel. Like that's mm-hmm. what the fight is still going on for. It's been going on for oh, thousands between of years. Palestine and Israel. yeah, uh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like mm. the fact that like from biblical times till now and still being division. Like, yeah, you know, kind of crazy. Wow. I don't know. Don't worry, guys. We're we're over here just giving you guys just like deep doctrinal <laughs> wow, truths wow, about wow, the wow. lineage. 
<laughs> the genealogy, you know? So, but um, I wanted to make a, you know, we're, we're coming close to an end. I wanted to make a really cool announcement to everybody that's watching as well as um, everybody that's going to watch this in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in, uh, last week I was in Tennessee yeah. and I was writing a book about my best friend and Jesus. And I got a message from my friend, uh, Kaylin Fuglar. She is very special to me. She was my friend since I was 14 years old. And she reached out and let me know that she's getting back into the world of being an assistant. And uh, I'm just so thrilled to welcome her on our team because she is going to be a kingdom assistant and a a fruit producer for I Like Birds. You're gorgeous, by the way, Kaylin. I love your hair. And she's awesome. Her family's amazing. Garrett is her husband and she has two awesome children that they, they do outdoor stuff all the time. They're just, they're just king. They, she actually works with, um, she has close ties with Bethel as well okay. in Redding, California. And so, uh, she's graciously coming on to help us grow the ministry so cool. for the next couple months. And then we'll see where the Lord takes it from there. And, uh, we're just going to welcome her with open arms and we're just so excited yes. to see what, uh, she's going to be able to bring to the table and just help us grow and, uh, super pumped up about that. And then I had a Patreon question come in that uh, I wanted to kind of get to, we've been doing Patreon guys. Have you guys heard of that? It's yeah. um, basically yeah. like a subscriber, yeah. um, a- opportunity that helps people, um, you know, partner with us, uh, on there as well as, um, supporting us, um, to be it's able to do all the cool right things. There. Hey, appreciate that, man. Like, I really like that picture. I was like, you know, I spent a lot of time on that. It doesn't look as clean as it, you know, it could be, but it, it shows that, you know, I'm a rookie. I was a rookie when I was and making that. And you're in that. the sky. I'm in wow. the sky. I was like having heaven. fun. Yeah. Thank you. Like birds. <laughs> wow. Like birds. <laughs> so this is my That's boy, good. Robert Chapa. Um, I have a couple that I thought about. Was there a common theme or feeling that followed you throughout the trip? Were there any breakthroughs that you had? And if so, what were they? How has your perspective on grief changed? And uh, let's leave this up so I can um, remember what the questions were. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the theme that followed me throughout the trip, honestly, was um, surrendering my crown mm-hmm. back to the Lord. Like everything that he gave me, he he gave me a word about this ministry that I wasn't exactly thrilled with, mm-hmm. you know, because it was kind of like I, I realized that I was putting my trust in I Like Birds rather than my trust in God when it came to like the future of like yeah. what my career looks like. And so I basically, you know, I had to give I like birds to him at the altar while I was out there. And that was super heavy because it was like giving away your baby, essentially, yeah. you know. So that was very heavy. Um, and being able to realize like doing that, honestly, uh, and also being there writing a book about the loss of my best friend. It helped me really see that, like, I have to trust him with everything. Yeah. And it's so easy to say that. But it's another thing to apply that, especially when you think that, like, he can't help certain situations because it's like, in the physical or like in the, in the, in stuff that you think are in your control, you know? So that's just something that i really was the theme while I was there, which really shifted my perspective on grief as a whole, because I realized that I can't heal myself. Like, yeah, I went there, but I had to surrender that to the Lord as well. So I mm-hmm. went down to the river where my, my friend passed away and, um, wow. I was chasing a waterfall, you know, it was so interesting. So let me share this story real quick. It was it was so powerful. Um, and it is worth the time. Yes. It'll be yeah, a long, it'll it. be a long story short as well. But, um, so I I'm driving to the spot. It's the last day. I'm like, all right, let me go to this, the spot on the last day. Let me not, you know, jump the gun on it. Right. So, uh, I'm driving there. It's about a 45 minute drive from the cabin and I'm driving on these like winding roads and I'm getting a little sick. Honestly, I'm like, man, this is, this is rough. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mountains. I don't like driving on them. Right. Yeah. And, um, my GPS is like, yo, all right, take this road. I go to take this road. 
it was like, I see the river and then the mm -hmm. road is closed. And I was like, what? That's super strange. So I'm like, all right, let me look at my map, find a different way to go so I can park and everything. So I go and I go a different way and that road was closed. I didn't see a single car out there, like zero zip. All of a sudden, right when I pull in, a truck comes up and it was like an electrician co uh, company. And I'm like, yo, yo, come here, come here. <laughs> like, what's going on with the road here? What's going on? And uh, before you know it, he's like telling me that um, there was a huge storm, like a hundred year storm that, oh, that wow. sat right over the entire mountain. And it was 10 inches of rain in 14 hours. Dang. And he said that all the water from the mountains went straight down onto the bridge where the waterfall was at. So huh. it, it collapsed. And so the, all, the whole road was messed up. They had to close it off. They said it won't be ready to like travel on for a year. And I was like, what? I'm like here writing a book. Like <laughs> what? I'm writing a book. <laughs> Excuse me, oh, sir. I'm writing a book. Like this. <laughs> exactly. Like this is more important. Yeah. Than, uh, than the bridge. I understand that like the town paid for it, but like, <laughs> could you let me in, please? And I, he legit like he he um he empathized with the reason I told him I was there. Got out of his truck and started like coming to show me like where the map was, um like where I can go. He was saying drive up an hour and a half and maybe take this this, this back road. And I was like back gravel road that sounds kind of sketchy i'm already like sick after 40 minutes and then the guy in the passenger seat he's a little older he goes you could just park your truck and walk it's only about about half mile down <laughs> it's like all right i was like all right mountain man <laughs> so I'll let's like, be clear was he an angel he might have been he might have been could be he didn't say anything else except that so I'm saying. That was, it yeah. was like it was like a five minute convo with the guy that was out of his truck and then that guy just you know you could just yeah <laughs> just walk down the road yeah so I, I was like all right he gave me permission he gave me the green light so i just parked right there at the construction site <laughs> walked down this road and it was literally like a uh, a war zone out there like seriously mm. the road was so beat up Dang. there was like the, the the road was split it was cracked everywhere rocks everywhere trees everywhere and i'm just walking construction sites there's a skid steer there's a there's an mm. excavator out there and i'm like i'm like trekking through it you know i'm just yeah. like all right yeah. let's get to this river and then finally after probably like a half mile down i see the river and i'm like ah it's here yeah. And then I go down in like beautiful paved path, like other than that. And um, so I'm walking the river and I'm telling you, man, because the roads were closed, nobody was out there. Yeah. It was me and God. It so was cool. so special. So I'm walking and I, and I duck off into like all the little spots that are accessible for humans. And, and uh, I'm sitting there taking pictures and, you know, I'm journaling and I'm writing and I'm like, you know, I'm walking and walking. I'm trying to get this waterfall because I'm like, when I get to this waterfall, that's when I'll have like, mm -hmm. I'll know I made it. And I'm like, I'll have closure yeah, and yeah. stuff. And I'm walking and walking. And finally, I, I duck off into this little spot. It's a little beautiful spot. I'm telling you, it was like, I almost missed it too. It was like in the cut. I go down there. I have my sandwich. I start journaling. I'm just like really like enjoying everything. The, the water sound is so peaceful out there. And um, next thing you know, Boom, Holy Spirit, it's there. You know, shows when I'm, I start praying, he shows up. And I'm asking God, I'm like, yo, like, please give me a vision of Armani. Like, let me let me know he's okay. Let me know he's okay. And I'm closing my eyes, praying, weeping, you know. And um, I open my eyes, and I don't see him. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, like, I totally thought, like, he was going to come through on <laughs> yeah. this one for me. Like, I feel the spirit. But I'm looking, I'm looking, then I see a red rock. Mm. And it's funny because you see the red rock and blue rock right here. Ironically, um... 
not the red, you know, the, the, Ra- the, the graphic here. Got, that's but, what I thought you were talking about, but then I was like, am I not seeing a rock? Somewhere? No, sorry, sorry. Not the rock. The red and blue right here is ironic yeah. because on the, the whole trip, th- there was private trails on the property mm. and it was during those trails, you can either take the red rock or you can take the, the, the blue rock and mm. they're different paths. So it was interesting. I kept seeing it all week. And then, um, I was writing about like why I, I would, I chose the red rock first and like symbolized it with like truth and whatnot. Mm. And then, um, Next thing you know, I see a red rock. It just appears like, boom, mm-hmm. like I didn't see it at all prior to this. And then it was just kind of like the Lord, like giving me that little sign that like, okay, mm-hmm. like he's okay. And then I, I look, I turn around and all of a sudden I start seeing God in everything as far as like cool. the spirit, like, like he's, he's everywhere. And it was like, I was looking for a mind, but really I was looking for the confirmation of the Lord to show me that he's okay. And he gave that to me. And then I stood up and I'm like, just because of me seeing this wonderful, like everything of like the spirit just being out there and it was just so peaceful and just so God's nature and God's creation. I back up to take a picture on that camera that y'all saw pre-show and I'm backing up. And then all of a sudden my sixth sense kicks in and there's like this little vine that's poking out of a tree that looks kind of like a sword. And then um, I look back even further and there was a nail, a huge nail into the tree at like head level. And then I turn around and I start looking at it more closely and I'll just like a nail in a tree. I look around, there's no other nails and trees. I'm like, why is there just this nail in a tree? I'm like, all right, maybe there's like a hammock out here or something. And then I see another nail like right here. Oh, cool. And so I realized he took me to a cross, Mm. you know, in like the most special way. It was like, it wasn't like a tree, like a tall tree. It was like an eight foot tree that was cut off too. And it reminded me of like the old scriptures and the prophecy that talks about like Jesus would be hung on a tree. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm just like shook. I'm like, what's happening? (laughs) You know, God, you're real. You're like, this is like crazy. And then, um, he, and then I, I like go down by the bank and it's just this whole nother perspective that I see of the whole river. And it's like amazing because it was just so, it was so capturing of the whole beautiful place that he took me to and he gave me so much peace that I didn't have to go chase the waterfall to obtain that peace and to obtain that healing and it was from that moment and then it's crazy because then I look down and I see a red rock in the sea of all the um like the brown and black and and gray stones and it was crazy because the rock had um it was covered in red and then I look around see if there's any more rocks because I'm like clearly this is just a coincidence and then boom there's another rock right next to it that's red and it was only like 75 percent red the rest of it was um still stone and then, I don't know, the Lord put like this little like word in my heart that this was kind of one was Jesus and one was my friend Armani mm. and symbolically, you know, representing the fact that Armani's spirit is is with Jesus, but his his body isn't yet because yeah. his body's waiting for Christ to come back mm-hmm. just like the rest of us. Yeah. And um, man, I was just like, so cool. I was like over overwhelmed with just like just peace, but also just healing in that moment. And then I look up and I see like this new path to go out instead of the path I came back in. So it's almost like I went in one way and I came out another way. And then so there's more to that story. But at the end of the day, I was just so like I faced I don't want to say like I faced death head on, you yeah. know, but I faced the place where like my friend lost his life. Well, and that's where part of you died. Yeah. You know, when you lose a friend. Oh, that, that's, that's exactly what happened. Yep. yep. And you've experienced that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, if you're OK with yeah, it. Yeah. No, I, I love talking about him. Uh yeah, 2016, um, my best friend died. Uh, I was in Orlando, Florida. I was auditioning uh, for some record labels and try- trying to get a manager because I was a performer at the time. So uh, I was an a- I was acting, and uh, right before I went up to uh, do my first audition for this Christian music label, I get a phone call 
from my friend's grandma and she's just hysterical and she's just saying he's dead. He's dead. But I didn't under I really did not understand it. It was just shock. And, uh, I kind of just thought she was mistaken. You know, I just kind of thought she's overreacting cause that's what grandmas do. And then I called my dad and he was like, yeah, I know. And I, that really broke me, you know? And, uh, so that was a tremendous, tremendous grief, uh, especially when it's someone that you're so close to. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of had a relationship. I, I call it like slingshot theory relationship where it's like one of us, it, it was like when one of us gets successful, the other one's going to go with us. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to launch the other person, you yeah. know? And, uh, so losing that, um, was really tough because he was my, best friend, but also just a creative genius. He was super weird in the best way possible. Uh, he had green dreads and a nose piercing and he was like this, this tall and was just, a uh, an inspiration. And so losing him, losing somebody that you've been best friends with since third grade was really challenging. Uh, and I'm like 21. So like I'm fresh off the boat an adult, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so learning to understand God through this process has been really interesting yeah. because at first you don't think you're angry. You're just sad. That's right. Um, because it's a tremendous loss. Yeah. And then after a while you're like, Oh, I am, I am angry. Yeah. Uh, and watching the way that that's affected the way I approach relationships has been really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a very, obviously I'm a very social person. I could talk to a brick wall, uh, but it's really affected me wanting to get close with people mm. and, or wanting to be in romantic relationships even because what's the point? Like they're mm. going to die. Um, which I know that that's like a really sad perspective and that's not the, per, I'm, that's something that the Lord has really worked on in me mm. and he's had to break down those walls. And, um, you know, pastor Alex has prayed with me about that and a lot of other yeah. things in my life. Uh, but what's been so beautiful is to see the legacy of his life mm-hmm. um, and to see the way that his creativity affected people um, and also the way, honestly, the Lord has used this to help me relate and understand people. A few years later, I was a youth pastor and uh, one, two of my kids, their brother died mm. and no one would have been able to understand them, but I did. Mm. Amen. And so I was able to see them where they're at. <laughs> Not say the stupid things that everybody else says to you. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. I really needed that right now, you yeah. know? Uh, so, but it's been really cool to see how the Lord has loved through me, through my pain, through that grief. Mm. And uh, the Lord has also just brought, um, gave, gave, given me an extra family through him. And so, uh, you know, I'm really close with his mother and his sister, Alexis. I love you. Uh, and so, yeah, it's been a really crazy journey and I, I'd, I'd love to share more sometime about it, but the Lord's been so faithful even through the pain. Mm. Amen. Kaylee, you got anything for that? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Right. I lost my cousin. Um, yeah. not, oh, yeah, that's not right. a good situation at all, but, um, I think obviously we hear this all the time, you know, make every day count. And, you know, be sure to call the ones that you love and, you know, just tell them, hey, I'm thinking about you and, 
you know, even the ones that maybe you don't talk to as much, you know, just, you know, even just like a text or a comment on Instagram, if they don't connect with you in any other way and just, you know, letting them know that they're loved and they're special, that the Lord loves them, that you love them and yeah. and that you're praying for them because you just never know yeah. when it might be that last time. Totally. So, true. yeah, I'm, I'm big on leaving well, like yeah, even yeah. if it's you like a bad situation yeah. or a bad conversation or not a bad conversation, but just like when things are rough, I'm big on leaving the conversation well because I just never know if that's going to be the last conversation that I ever have. So I do, I do tend to tell people I love them a lot, but I really do because I want them to know that before I go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so special. What was your friend's name? His name's Terry Moore. Terry Terry Keith. (laughs) Yeah. Love that guy. Um, Miss him a lot. It's been almost seven or eight years. That's crazy. Yeah. Was he a believer? Um, yeah, so what, what's interesting about his story is we grew up in Christian school together, um, and a lot very different um, upbringings, but again, we were brothers through and through, and uh, um, at first, it, it, it was a tough thing to think about not knowing, mm-hmm. uh, because he was, because he was such a creative, um, he was always all over the place with exploring his faith, exploring life. And that led to some pretty dark places for him. Uh, I had a dream. Uh, well, let, let me say this. So like the, I remember like the week that he died, I remember sitting in the hallway of the hotel. I was at a Gaylord in Orlando sitting in the hallway, just thinking about like, what if he's in hell and I didn't do enough? You know, that was a really scary that's thought. And of course that's dream. not from the Lord yeah. as far as, you didn't do enough. I, yeah, I don't think that was the father, but that was something to, to, to really wrestle with. Um, and so for a while I just was like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know where he landed. So I'll tell you two things and then, um, you know, we can stop talking about it. But, uh, so he was, uh, the, the night that he passed away, um, he was actually on his way home from a recording session. He was a rapper. And, uh, you know, he was a partier and did drugs and drank and all that, just like the scene calls for. (laughs) And, uh, but the night that he died, the guys he was with told his mom, he would, he told them that he was done. Like he wasn't going to smoke anymore. He wasn't drinking anymore. And, uh, one other thing before I tell you the dream, uh, a few, like six months before he died, we had a really long talk. Um, he had, we found out he had bipolar and uh, he was really like having a psychotic break. It was crazy. He was talking in third person, wild, this whole thing. And one of the things that was really special is he would always let me pray with him. Mm. And that night that he was having a, like a mental breakdown, uh, he, I was like, hey man, can I pray before, for you before we go to bed? It's like 4 a.m. It's like, can I pray before we go to bed? And he's like, hey, can I pray? It was the craziest thing because he just was talking to the Lord just out loud in front of me. It was just yeah. like, I, I, I know that you're there and I just want to be used by you. And I just want to do what I'm here for. Yeah. And it was the, like the realest thing you've ever seen. It was so cool. Wow. And so I say all that to say, uh, I had a dream of a few months after he passed away and, uh, maybe it was a year or so, um, that I saw him and he was wearing like white clothes 
classic angel. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. You don't become an angel when you die. Just for the record, I don't believe that. Yeah, that's not scripture. Uh, <laughs> but he was wearing white clothes, still had his green dreads. Uh, and uh, I was like, bro, where have you been? Because it's like, clearly I've already processed that he's passed away. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I can't, I can't really tell you right now, but it's good to see you and I got to go. And then he walked behind this big white house. And I talked to my dad about that later and um, not that my dad is like the end all be all on dreams or prophetic dreams, but he really felt like that was significant. And so do I. Yeah, that's definitely. And so uh, that gave me some solace. I I do think that he was able to find peace with the Lord. Um, And what's so cool about God is that he is not like us. He is not a three dimensional being. He is outside of time and space. Um, I don't know what it looked like when he passed away. He was hit by a car at 3 a.m. in the morning. I don't know if it was instant. I don't know what that looked like. But all I know is that we serve a God that is impossible to our imagination. And so I have yeah. to I have to believe that there he has enough mercy and grace to meet someone in their last moments mm. to to bring them to him. You know, we see that with the thief on the cross. And I know that's that that's an exception, not the rule. At the same time, I believe that. God is gracious enough to do that. So, yeah. Wow. Man. And, and it's, you know, it's funny. It's like, I love how the Lord uses things that you might have second guessed. So, for instance, that question that came in, I was like, man, maybe I'll answer that one on a solo podcast because yeah. it's a little mm-hmm. deep, it's a little heavy. But I'm like, I don't know. I just felt like led to like, man, we might we might throw it in there tonight and just see what, see what happens. Yeah. And like the fact that like we did that and it led to me being able to share that story with you guys and, mm-hmm. you know, those listening and then. You, uh, you tell me about your friend like that. It's just special because, um, you know, the, the title of this episode is my life is an altar, mm. you know, and if we can't surrender everything to him, even our grief and our pain and our hurt, then, then we're not doing it right. That's right. You know, so the That's fact so that real. we were able to do that tonight while also, you know, talking about our journeys to, you know, the worship stage and our journeys to, to thread and your, your home church that you're at and the parents that you have in your life that have been just such a blessing to you guys yeah. and great leaders, uh, to y'all. Uh, in the faith world, in your spiritual life, it's just, it's just incredible what the Lord will use. You know, he yeah. used it all, you know, for yeah. his glory. That's right. And even we talked about that, that, that verse in John, in John 9, that chapter in John 9, really, where he takes, you know, what the enemy meant for evil and he uses it for good. And you testifying about your friend, you testifying about your cousin, me testifying about my friend Armani. It's like, we're still able to, to shine the light of, of God through all yeah. these things. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. It's just so powerful. So I thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been such privilege Uh, for everybody watching. We have a little special treat for you guys. Thank you for being here. Everybody that's in the comments um, are going to get entered into a book giveaway. We're going to give away a copy of a book uh, to somebody uh, that that uh, is watching tonight because we're really appreciative of you guys being here with us. And we want to encourage more people to not only tune in, but engage with the show when we go live so that, you know, next time they see us pop up. Guess what? Hey. You might win some at the end, you know, and granted, it might Swag be, hey, bag. Kenneth Clary just joined. Hey, your name. I like how Kenneth want to come as soon as the giveaway start. You know, yeah, come in the whole time. You, we see you, Kenneth. But uh, Kenny Swag bag. We need to record. We need to record. <laughs> need to record what? Whoever wins. Yeah. They need to have a recording of you. <laughs> a presidential like, hey. greeting. <laughs> okay. Congratulations. Yeah. All right, deal. Well, um. All right, so so drop a comment. Okay, Alex and Brenda Birkins dropped a comment. There you go. Book, book, hey book, book, book. I like it. Is Victoria Victoria's still here? Yeah. I mean, we're gonna put everybody that's this this commented and been here um into the raffle, into the into the name pot. If so, I if I comment 
Uh, yeah, Taylor commented. <laughs> Taylor Perky Tyler. already commented. He All deserves right. it. That's his pay for the for the month. <laughs> I like that. All right, so I think we got everybody. Like, all right, so if you're watching, we got people that are watching on, that aren't mommy. commenting. I mean, did you already buy the book, or are you just you watching on silent? Like, what's going on, guys? Where's where's the comments there? Are we? Is there a lag? There might be a lag. Oh. We count as three entries. That's true. <laughs> that is true. We got Silas. Silas is going to read it tomorrow, actually. <laughs> hey, Javier Mendoza, let's go. Hey. Tuning in from Michigan currently, man. You're all over the place. You're in Texas, Honduras. That, that boy that boy getting out here in the in the ministry world. You were in oh, New Victoria. York a little while. Javier, I love your family, bro. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Oh, A few of us. Hey, okay. A few of us. Okay, we're all here. Hey, what up, Drew? All right, cool. Let's go. I love it. All right, I think we have enough. We have enough to give one away. Okay, Sarge. Hey, my wife is here. Hey, let's go. That's hey. awesome. If you don't put her in. Bro, my, 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 we got five watching. Wow, we really reaching people tonight. Wow, let's go. look at God. Look at God. Hey, you can put my wife in there too. Uh, if she we has, don't win, I know it's right. If we don't win. I mean, if you don't give, if you don't give your pastors a free book. I know. I gave Alex one when, look like? I gave Alex one when he came on here. I was like, hey, bro, do you read? <laughs> I didn't really know him that well yet. I was like, you read? Here you, you guys, go. You guys I don't really present can't. it very well. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I actually don't. You know, it's like. Brenna reads. Brenna, Brenna reads. Yeah, you can tell. She's <laughs> very well read. <laughs> All right, let's spin it up. On your mark, get set, go. Are you ready for this? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Oh, oh Kenneth Cleary. Kenneth! Kenneth Cleary tunes in at the Man, last minute. Favorite fair, baby. Welcome back to the Favorite Fair podcast. <laughs> Congratulations, Kenneth Cleary. We're just so honored, so proud that you are the first winner of our raffle, 21 Days in Africa. We love you. We're so proud of you. Thank you. That was stellar. I love it. Uh, Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe, for doing that. Thank you, everybody who watched. Truly means the world. Thread family, we love you guys. Yeah, I love you guys. Uh, We're so happy that the Switzer family tuned in. Uh, It's been such an honor to be able to have uh, your daughter here, Miss Kim. And um, I know Joe's family's probably tuning in as well. That don't that yeah. they don't know how to comment. That's okay. They really uh, don't. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> hey, you don't know how to text back, so you guys have something in common. <laughs> okay, I deserve that. Okay. <laughs> hey, this is the I Like Birds podcast. Do us a huge favor. We're really focusing on growing our show, so please share it. Please get it out there far and wide for us. If you'd like to support and partner with us and help us reach more people, you can do so on Patreon.com/slash. I like birds. We'll go ahead and we'll have the link in the description. It's literally you can join for the price of it's less than a Starbucks coffee. Okay, Dang. it's less than that. You can join for five bucks and you get access to everything that we're doing. We got exclusive content. You can do questions that you can hear on the show. We do exclusive giveaways for the Patreon. We do a lot of fun stuff for the Patreon because we really want to just cultivate a community of believers and birds on there. So please help us out and join. We only got 14 on there right now. We want to grow to 30 by the end of the year. Yes. So maybe we it's you. It. That is going to yes. be one of them that are going to help us get there. So we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we also have the hat and the shirt uh, available on ilikebirdsministry.com for the rest of the week. You can go get one there. Actually, we'll have it a little bit longer, but the store closes for the week, and then we have to like relaunch it. It's a whole thing. So if you want one, go get one now. All right? So we love you. Kaylee, thank you awesome. so much. Thank Joe, you. thank you so much. Love you guys so much. And I'm so excited that y'all joined us tonight. And what an awesome worship set. Woo. If you missed that, go ahead and um, make sure you uh, check out the full episode once we drop it so you can hear that. All right. So love you. Thank you so much. Taylor, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Bye-bye. Peace.